Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 107. This week on the episode, I have a super fun conversation with Nikki Scorpion Kalan of the band Necrogoblicon. And I gotta say, like, when I first got approached about doing this interview and and discussing the new album and everything with these guys um i i literally jumped at the opportunity i mean uh i've seen them around i've kind of you know been aware of them but haven't really paid too much attention in the past um admittedly just because i didn't know enough about them i i think and uh so, you know, definitely wanted to jump into this, and Nikki was was awesome to talk to. We talked about all kinds of shit, guys. They have a new album coming out. They've got, you know, new singles, videos, uh, the whole nine yards. We talked about kind of the evolution of their sound and um, kind of the whole gamut, you know, going from the inception of being kind of this spoof and not quite comedy band but not maybe taken as seriously as they should have been from the beginning um into a band that a lot of artists now look at and go you know here's a real contender in this genre and i think that's super cool um but yeah nikki was was awesome and you know we had a great time had a nice long conversation um he's very excited um passionate i think is a good word about this project and and the music that they're creating and it was just really really fun to talk to him and be able to feed off that so you know i definitely want you guys to check them out um don't take it at the surface level you know a lot of people are going to see uh the goblin and stuff like that and just assume that it's not a serious band or whatever ignore all that just hit play on the fucking music um and check it out you know if you're a metal fan a rock fan um someone like me who literally listens to just about every type of fucking music that's out there i want you to at least give it a shot check them out um and see what you think so for now, though, here's my conversation with Nikki Scorpion Kalan. Uh, so, to kick things off for real in the episode, uh, I do start off with the same boring ass question every time. Uh, that's a simple introduction, man. Who are you? What do you do in the band? And just a little background on yourself. Um, my name is Nikki Scorpion Kalan. Uh, I'm the singer. And uh, main composer for Necrogoblicon. So, uh, yeah, I write the stuff and sing it. And uh, I help produce the keyboards, too. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So let's talk a little bit about, like, a brief history of the band. Because you guys kind of started as, like, this spoof comedy act. Like, we're going to make fun of all the metal that's out there. And it's kind of grown into people are like, holy shit, 
not only can you make fun of it, you're actually doing it really well. <laughs> and you've kind of carved out your own little niche in this, this metal space. For sure. Well, yeah, like you said, uh, we started, I think in 2006, we put our first track up on MySpace. Um, the different lineup back then it was just me and one other dude making songs in his garage. Um, and yeah, we kind of just like, we were really into like Children of Bodom, Fintroll, Three Inches of Blood at that time. So the early stuff, we were kind of just like, like we had a song Goblins Are Better Than Trolls, just kind of making fun of it. Really, we loved it, you know, right. but we were also just a couple real sarcastic dudes who were nerds. So we just uh, wanted to spoof shit. Um, but then from there, yeah, I guess stand for our next album, we, it took us like four years, which seems like a common theme for an intense album. Um, and, you know, we were, it was it was still like zany and quirky. Um, that was mainly written by Tim, who quit the band back in 2013. But um, uh, I helped on that. Um, that was a little more serious for sure. But um, yeah, I guess as we've gone on, it's kind of like, well, if we're going to be doing this, um, I want it to be sweet, you know, I want it to be good stuff. And uh, yeah. at the same time, the best way to make fun of something is by doing it well yourself, you know? Right. So. I think. Yeah, I, I uh, showed you guys to my sister's fiance the other night, and I was I told him I prefaced it with you know like, hey, they started as a spoof band, but like now, it, it's easy to say looking back now like you guys have been doing it better, but like I showed him um, the the newest single, uh, which we'll talk about here in anyway, but I was like the the thing is like they realized, you know, we want to make quote unquote jokes about the genre or whatever. But at the same time, they they're doing it in such a way where people are now looking at, at them and going, no, that's a metal band. Like, it's <laughs> not just a joke anymore. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I guess we've always kind of, you know, <clears throat> wanted to be sort of seen as more than just like a spoof thing. And I'm glad that that's sort of, you know, people are, are thinking that now <laughs> because it was always a thing like well we kind of just want to be a real band too but we have a goblin now you know and all this right. crazy we don't want to dress up as goblins but we uh we want to play cool stuff and not just not to rip on guar we love guar but we didn't really want to do the same thing as like guar for instance right right yeah. and that that's what his first comment was obviously seeing the mm -hmm. goblin was like oh kind of like guar and i'm like well kind of but right different you know like yes in the broad stroke but they're yeah you know, for again, sure in their own <laughs> space and like i think the cool thing is for your kind of niche is fantasy metal whatever you want to call it like there's only a few like top contenders like you mentioned three inches of blood you guys yeah they're not even around are. anymore are they yeah, yeah really yeah uh-oh getting a little connection shit hang on there we go are we That's... good okay um yeah so um you know i i don't think they're like relevant necessarily anymore. i don't think they've done anything in like five or six years but like there's not a ton of contenders in that scene um but i think it's because of lack of exposure and i that's where you guys come in that you're getting to this point where the exposure is coming out you know more people are looking at you guys and that genre 
yeah it, it's a great genre i hope that uh i think it's you know it's niche but there's a lot of people who enjoy uh you know horror comedy it kind of started out we were right our name is taken from like the evil dead series and that kind of sums up our sense of humor at least in the beginning you know <laughs> um yeah. which is like okay this is still metal and it's funny i think sometimes it's hard because people there's a lot of people who you know maybe take themselves seriously or pretentious types who are just like uh i don't i don't listen to like joke shit this is like weird al i don't know i'm i don't right. listen to anything if it's funny and it's kind of like well we're probably not for you then you know what i mean right. um we've always had kind of a fuck elitism in metal stance which some people are like really uncomfortable with because they just love being metal elitists and it's not to say that the, the bands they like aren't cool and stuff like that. It's just like such an irritating attitude. Uh, and I think it, it alienates a lot of people from getting into metal who would otherwise be able to. And uh, I think that would be you know better for metal as a whole. And of course, you're going to have the people saying, no, no, I want my metal. Metal is mine and no one else is allowed to like it. And I think that's a bullshit attitude. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You know, the, the whole gatekeeper mentality where, right. you know, if you're not... If you're not in the the circle of things that I like, then you're not really welcome here. And it's like, but but you're one person, and I'm appealing to masses. So who should I really be looking at? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, if you're gonna appeal to like this small uh, group, you're really kind of just shooting yourself in the foot. And not to say that you can't appeal to them, but it's like you gotta set a loftier goal if this is gonna be your fucking career. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it makes sense, though. Like, yeah. you know, there's so many people that I think I was talking to another artist about this, that they're scared to make that jump from this is kind of cool. It's still a little bit of a hobby to like, this is my business. This is going to pay my bills. This is what I want to do. Yeah, it's intense. huh? <laughs> it's not it's not a secure job. You could say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially after the last, you know, two years we've had with COVID and oh, you for know, sure. For shut sure. down the whole world and the music industry, I think, probably took it the hardest as far as uh, just lack of, of yeah, support. Just know? no so. touring. And yeah, it's like, okay, no. Most people don't have insurance. Fortunately, I have a wife. She has a good job, so I get to be on insurance. But for a lot of people, they're just like not even insured and stuff. So it's crazy. No. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, the longevity of the band. You know, like you said, you guys started out around 2006. Here we yeah. are. 2022 so 16 years later now yeah um you know Jesus. the metal scene yeah <laughs> crazy right <laughs> yeah the the metal scene in general is a hard one to stay relevant in what do you think has been a, a key factor in you guys staying kind of at that forefront um well that i don't know if i would go that far but um i think you know we didn't have the goblin for until 2012 really um then we did the no one survives music video uh with brandon dermer who directed it and uh wrote it and um then we decided to do a show featuring the the goblin from no one survives like he didn't have a name yet at that point um and yeah it was like our most successful show ever we were doing a lot of shows at, like the whiskey go go just kind of local shows uh we would play like monthly shows uh, we don't really do that anymore with touring and stuff but um it was fun times but anyways that show uh tons of people i think it was sold out and everyone Really had a blast seeing uh john goblicon there so uh after that it was like okay i guess we're doing this like forever you know what i mean um yeah and it's definitely like uh the videos i mean honestly it's like having videos come out people want to see them 
that's uh that's the there's a big part of it there where people follow it and there's like you know it's on a little sub lore or something in the videos and i think that keeps it you know a little music's great i love music uh, i'm all, all about the music myself but uh having that as well as music is a good way right. to do it yeah yeah well and i think it fits you know super well with your music anyway like obviously with the name and everything like that but you guys are not the traditional metal like there's so much theatrical cinematic feel to the soundscape that it fits to have this character if you will kind of sure. cruising through all the different videos and and sublines yeah it, it's really fun um and definitely uh yeah i think of our metal kind of is, is sort of like an eclectic metal i guess um that we we just drew from like so many different genres and and whatnot uh, i guess power metal black metal maybe a doom riff here and there but um and also just like rock i, I want it to be just kind of rocky too you know i mean fuck um but i think that's cool i mean we sort of created our own sounds um based on thousands of little pieces of other shit and uh it's fun it's fun to do it keeps me it keeps me from yeah, killing myself out of boredom so <laughs> yeah. well i'm sure in la that's an easy thing to to have happen anyways just kind of get stagnant in, oh god uh, <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt <laughs> awesome so let's uh let's talk a little bit about the the new album um it's called the fundamental slimes and uh humors coming out at the beginning of april april 1st is the release date that i see i know obviously a lot of people are going to be like oh it's april fools this is all jokes but i'm pretty not. sure it's legit it's legit so i mean you know it goes uh, goes with the, the spirit yeah. right right um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, cause I, I actually got an advance on this, so I've listened to it, um, nice. like a time and a half through, uh, cool. so far anyway. Uh, but you guys have, have really expanded the sound. Obviously it's been a conscious thing, you know, as you've grown and as musicians, songwriters, all that. Right. Um, but you know, you're bringing in some little bit of like EDM style keyboards and you've got these additions that maybe aren't super looked at in the metal genre what about it appealed to you and and made it a point where you're like okay we need to incorporate this yeah it's sort of a, an interesting question i guess there was no uh specific intent to like go in and it's not like i made a chart of all the elements i wanted to include <laughs> right. it was kind of like i wrote probably like 40 song ideas for this album um didn't finish all of them but there's a couple that i didn't even that I wanted to have on here that didn't make it. But um, I think the thing is I'll write something when I'm feeling inspired and then every couple, you know, not every day, it's not like I wrote all the songs in a week, it's over a period of time. Right. And, and when you write like that, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, whatever you're listening to, you absorb it, whatever happens in your life inspires you. And, and that makes it um, more varied in my opinion than if it was just like, okay, we got a month, let's do this. And then you would right. have like, you know, you know, a more samey kind of sounding thing. Um, yeah. In terms of like the EDM style keyboard and stuff, I guess I just love making that kind of stuff too. I, kind of, I started out uh, in pirated free loops, you know, in like 2002 or something, um, <laughs> making little Solid. beats and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of evolved with it. It's like, ooh. And um, our keyboardist, Raptor, he shreds, he can play all that shit too. So it's kind of perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think I think the cool thing, you know, as a listener is 
I, I mentioned the expanded soundscapes earlier, like you don't feel like you're kind of on a railroad track and you know exactly where every song is going to go with the way that you guys write and arrange. It's kind of a, a journey, especially if it's playing in the background or something and you're just kind of letting it roll. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Hold <laughs> yeah. on, I have to go back. <laughs> I, I think it's like, it's like, it's more active listening. I always appreciate like albums, like, oh, I'm going to put on an album and listen to it. So, uh, yeah, it's not, I think it could work as background music, but it's definitely something I think you can appreciate if you just want to sit and like listen to it as an album too. Um, which is, I, I mean, that's just what, what we like. So I guess it comes through, you know, um, yeah. it, it would be fun to write an album in a week and have it all sound the same and be like, here's our, okay, I'm done. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's, you know. I, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, on the one hand, yeah, it's it's cool. It all sounds the same. It's, you know, this. Um, it's like I a very metal thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's, totally. it's a footprint blueprint type thing versus yeah. not that your your albums aren't cohesive, but I think it allows that story to be told a lot better because there's so many variables. Within it. I, I, I'd like to think so as well. <laughs> um, I feel like the uh, the 90s was kind of the heyday of, of music because um, it really built on everything, uh, you know, so far. And it was pre-piracy. And not to say that we don't like piracy. I mean, obviously, did a whole lot of pirating myself. Uh, now you have Spotify and whatnot, so it's like, don't need to do that. Just kidding, FBI. Um, but, but um, yeah, so, like, that was, like, the pinnacle of shit. And you listen to albums from back then, like, these big, but they've got, like, a million bucks. They're in a the studio for, like, six months. I mean, we obviously don't have access to those kind of resources, but, but it was really cool because you would hear, you know, a different drum sound on different songs. I mean, we have the same drum sound pretty much on all the songs. But back then, they would just go all out. Like, every song was a fucking event, you know? And I, I think that was just, yeah. like, if that's what they were going to do when they had access to the most resources and, and whatnot at that time, then it's, like, well, that's what I'd rather replicate, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, you know, you're absolutely right. The 90s and very early 2000s is kind of like the heyday of music, especially I'm 36. So yeah, 30, was, you know, just about 35. So I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, the, the stuff we grew up listening to or having access to, like, was obviously pretty formative to us, but also like there was just so much like between the new metal and you know oh, yeah. all these artists trying to cross genres and and whatnot like it really felt like a, a second coming of a lot of this music because nobody was chained to to one table anymore totally I think, I think you guys are in that boat you know as well where it's like well yeah we're a metal band but it's right. just metal it's not traditional metal it's not you know my it's life, not bring yeah. me the horizon or whoever like, right it's not got it, we had trouble back in the past when we still had desires to maybe get signed or whatever people like just didn't get it or give it a chance uh, now we're all just like totally indie and, and, and down with it and we don't want to give away our rights or whatever you know but um <laughs> yeah it's definitely like hard to explain and even still i think you know we're still like super small on the grand scale um but um I hope, you know, that the people just give it a chance at least because that's, uh, that's all I could hope for. Um, and if they do, you know, if you don't like it, great, but at least you give it a chance. And if not, you know, who cares? Yeah, yeah. And th I mean, that's <laughs> how I've always looked at it and like that, I, kind of how I was 
food side of stuff, right? Like you can't say you don't like it until you try it. Like, For sure. Yeah. You know, so same with music. Like sit down, listen to a couple songs. Don't do the I made it thirty seconds in and I had to get rid of it. Like yeah. give it two or three songs and see if there's something there for you. Yeah. And I can understand that to some degree. Cause like, if you think about it, like, Oh, I want a compilation or like, I remember when I was like discovering power metal back in the day, I was like, well, how do I find more of this specific right. thing? So there's something to be said for that, I guess, but you know, also fuck that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's so true though. Like I remember, you know, I grew up going to warp tour every year and whatnot. So getting that warp tour compilation and it's like, okay, cool. Like, I like a couple of these songs, but realistically, I wish this would have been this album instead. And like, totally you know, just difference that you can have within that. But to your point, you know, now there's Spotify. So yeah. And YouTube recommendations <laughs> and shit. So it's, right. it's not really the same thing. You don't have to like manually search anymore, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it's, it's kind of sweet. You could like go down a weird rabbit hole on YouTube of like Japanese bands, not a fucking description is in English or anything, but I'm still checking all this cool music I never would have heard, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's some, some Japanese artists that in the hard rock metal scene, the guitar shit that they're doing is insane. So like, even if you're just searching it out to pick up something new, that's a good place to go. I think so too. Um, they're just really, really talented <laughs> a lot of people in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the new single that dropped uh, about a month ago as of the, the day that we're talking here. Um, and that was This Is It. And I think, like, I had heard of you guys before, but it, it was always one of those, like, I'd hear a song, I'd check you out a little bit, but for some reason it just never, like, fully gripped me. And I never, I, I think what it is, it's all on me, because going back through your catalog now, I'm like, why the fuck wasn't I listening to this? No, I hear you, man. But, no worries. <laughs> no, like, but I, I really think it was just I never took the time to like sit down and actually, you know, no, give it sure. my intention. Um, but now, you know, like with this is it. I think this is a really good spot. No pun in, Well, I'm gonna say pun intended. This is <laughs> it. Is the song that is going to be the the like door opener? I think for a lot of people where they go okay, what else do they have? You know, like it's right. metal enough to bring in metal people and it's weird enough to bring in, you know, the, the fantasy <laughs> metal, whatever. Right. Um, but I, I think it's in that sweet spot and now you're going to see that door open and people go, oh shit, like what's Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, thanks, man. That's cool. Yeah, I, I definitely like was like really wanting to make more accessible stuff but, and you can't even fucking sell out anymore. Let's just, get that right on the table but like um yeah. i wouldn't want people to think that oh they sold out or so i still want to make like sick tunes but also i want it to be you know heard by a broader audience just because it's like and this one's desire if they're putting shit out into the world um and um i think that you know there's, there's a lot of good stuff you can do and, and when you set limitations for yourself really like oh uh we're not gonna have cleans or we're not gonna have a magical 70s flute intro you know you're just uh holding yourself back in some ways and uh if i think that there's always something you know that you can you gotta put yourself out there and, and i guess you hope it works and you know i hope more people feel like you did about it <laughs> right yeah. yeah and i think you know 
if you don't love what you're doing and what you're putting out, like, then why are you doing it? You know, to your point about, you know, limiting yeah. yourself. Like, obviously, if you're signed, the labels a lot of times will kind of, well, no, we need to reel that in a little bit or right. whatever. Right, right. We have, like, no one giving us yeah. any creative control, which is pretty fun. But... Exactly. When there's <laughs> you know? nobody above you, like, yeah. fucking go wild, man. Do whatever hey, man. you need to. I hear you. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it might be nice sometimes just to have someone be like, we need a song that hits these parameters. And I'd be like, okay, give me like two days. I can do that. But it's more fun just to, to try and get out there and to just be weird, I guess. But, and, I mean, with the way the world works now with social media and everything, like it's just, you know, do we write a song for TikTok to try to go viral there? You know, like where, where right. are we directing our energy? Um, and you never know what's going to pop up. No, never. Like, not even have TikTok. Be... I gotta get in on that shit. No, I'm just kidding. I have one, but so it's I downloaded it ironically to make fun of a friend. That's what I'm, I'm like, afraid of. I would just get hooked yeah. on that shit right <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> now I'm like, sure. now I'm like, fuck. Did you see this TikTok man? And he's like, dude, you're worse than me. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes, man. There's a Chinese or genius at developing addicting apps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's just well, because there is a lot of creative uh, content out there, obviously. And yeah, I want to watch people like doing cool stuff on barbecues and stuff. That sounds mm -hmm. fun, you know. Yeah. But also, I got a lot of Hearthstone to play too. So yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, I picked up the new Pokemon game, and that's been eating my life. So <laughs> oh, nice. Is that Switch yeah. Switch game? Yeah. Nice. Yep. I saw it. They're, um, they're doing the, the classic thing where there's like 87 versions. They're all like really similar. We got to catch them all. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Love nice. it. You don't get the um, cool blue and red cartridges anymore, you know? So. I know. What? Yeah, that's come on. What, what gives? I remember growing up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back into the, the album a little bit. All um, right. No, you know, you're fine. I, right, right. I yeah, I forgot. Yeah, like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're supposed to, yeah, we're supposed to promote <laughs> this thing. Yes. Um, Buy it. Buy the album. Yeah. <laughs> um, walk us through a little bit of your your process. You know, like we said, obviously it was you had time to write the songs and stuff, especially with COVID. What's it look like for you when you're you're kind of designing that? Um, are you, you know, lyrics first? Are you kind of I'm going to figure out the sound that we want and we can make lyrics work? Like where there's, are you guys? Yeah, going? there's a lot of different starting points to something um generally like i used to just write in general midi because i liked that it was uh neutral like sonically neutral mm -hmm. you know so um but that kind of mac os lion fucked over general midi i mean now there's workarounds but i've already gotten used to now i write with like a this uh fake contact guitar called shreddage it's basically just like di guitar and then you put it through your own soft amp so you can actually kind of get like realistic-ish guitar tones out of it um so I'll, I'll do that i have like a whole template that i'm in logic and we'll put in the basics in there usually like a piano guitars bass drums um harpsichord because like you know the staples they got so some right. stuff like <laughs> i started on the new template with like welcome to bonkers and when i i kind of just add to it as the years go by and it sort of expands the palette but that's not to say it all comes from there there's also tons of stuff that i'll just uh yeah, spur of the moment. But um, so I have my template for one. Um, and then sometimes you'll get like a cool lyric idea. Um, 
one now that I'm thinking about it, one way that seems to work pretty well for me. I didn't do as much on this album, but um, even just coming up with a song title first, because then it kind of gives you a little universe to fill in. Yeah. Um, because that was like like Magic Spider, for instance. I don't know if you heard that on Suffer Last Album. It's, it's like a silly, uh, yeah. almost like a children's nursery rhyme. But um, I had that idea like uh, for a title like Rainbow Brown and the Magic Spider, because that was what our drummer's nickname is, Rainbow Brown. Um, <laughs> Okay. Just seemed like a funny children's book or something. And then I was uh, messing around and came across that riff. I think I was like, how do I write in seven? I want to learn how to write in seven, you know? So I got this catchy piano riff and I was like, oh, this is the magic spider, man. And, um, you know, sometimes it'll be like the whole song is structured out in like a day. Other times it's like six months later. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to move this bridge. Or like, should there be a bar of rest here? And it's like 60 plus iterations of a structure, like, no such thing as a key on this album. I think right. there's like fucking eight versions of that song, you know, but other times like, um, like this is it, for example, that was pretty much just like done, you know? So I think that sometimes that helps. Uh, if sometimes if you just get something all out real quick, it, it translates to people faster too. There's something about if you over yeah. overwork something, it becomes a little yeah. harder to, to understand. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, I think, the covid year uh year and a half two years whatever the fuck it's been now yes uh, who knows? <laughs> was, was terrible about that too because it's like if you were starting the process of writing with the the intent that it was going to come out you know and then covid hits and it's like well shit do we revisit everything we've already done like because now we're sitting <laughs> on this and maybe i don't yeah. and you know what what's the best features for us for sure I, I guess I sort of lucked out most of the time of COVID. I was, I just spent writing and working on stuff. It wasn't like I was like 95% done and then it hit. That yeah. would have sucked. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I started writing, I don't know, like 2018 for this one. Um, and pretty much was working on this or that up through the end of last year. Uh, when it was mastered, I think, in November. So pretty much up until then it was like oh crap i gotta get this one extra little sound in you know? so yeah it's you never really feel like you're done with music that's uh that's the thing you just gotta like let go at some point so yeah 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 i i've said that before about art in general like mm -hmm. a, a real artist is never finished with his work and i think you know whether that's books you know paintings music whatever like you can revisit something and go, oh, but but now I know how to do this. If not, if I just add this one thing, or you know, if I tweak this, it changes the whole concept. Yeah. Uh, this. Totally, man. Um, completely agreed. Uh, I've been wanting to put out like solo thing for like a decade, and it's like I never feel like I'm there. It's not finished or whatever. But now I can go back and and work on something from like eight years ago, and I'm like, whoa, I can make this sound way better. I know what to do here now, and maybe someday i'll actually get something out I and mean, it's really helpful having like a band because it's not just yourself you know so it's like people are like when are we gonna do this that pressure is like necessary sometimes for me <laughs> Sadly. Oh, yeah, I, i'm the exact same way i you i know. just told one of the girls i work with the other day i was like you know the reason i'm still a procrastinator is because i've never not gotten it done when i need to so I'm the same way. Like sometimes I need somebody to just be like, dude, hey, straight up, just I'll hate you for like a fucking, I'll hate you for a minute, but we'll get done. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure, man. I'm the exact same way. Yeah. So, um, 
let's dive into a little bit of kind of the plans for 2022. So we're going to drop the album. Um, obviously, things are still opening up and there's still some, you know, weird restrictions in certain areas. Right, and whatnot. right. But kind of what's uh, 2022 look like for you guys as far as plans for tour, music videos, you know, like what are you wanting to do? Um, well, we're definitely... We're definitely planning a tour, I, I believe, like for June, a U.S. thing all around the U.S., um, mm-hmm. like a headliner, just to, it'll be like the Slimes and Humors tour or whatever. Um, so I'm excited for that. And then we've got these festivals in, in Europe this summer, which are a lot of them, I think, are sort of rescheduled. We were going to do them, I think, two years ago. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, we're doing them this year. So, I mean, barring another crazy outbreak of some sort, that should be happening. Um no plans after that, but I'm guessing we'll, we'll probably do some sort of autumn thing. Um, I really like touring in winter. I get sick all the time, but we end up doing it if it's like a good opportunity. Um, so, yeah. And uh, in terms of, I think we're planning to put out one more single before the release in April. And um, if all goes to plan, there should be another video coming before then, too, um, which I'm excited for. I don't, I don't know too much about it, but it should be a fun one. <laughs> right. Um, right. So yeah. not filmed yet? Not filmed yet. I think, yeah. Hopefully soon. <laughs> but yeah. But, you know, the restrictions and then, you know, I think what a lot of casual listeners maybe don't realize is what goes into to making a music video, right? Like storyboarding it, following a concept, somehow making the song fit in. Like, there's a lot more than just, hey, let's go rent a warehouse and play a song. Yeah, <laughs> true that. Um, yeah, we're lucky enough to, we're still friends with Dermer, who did that, that No One Survives video. So he, he he's like a legit film and TV guy. So he'll like have his crew and, and stuff come out. And, and so that's pretty cool. We just have like a professional team of dudes and right. girls who all are on their shit. And I'm like, yo, you guys are insane. We do like two 14-hour days or something for the last couple videos and it's like these guys do this all the time you know (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. you know that's also the beauty of like networking and maintaining those relationships right because you know that's been 10 years roughly yeah oh yeah Um, we're still buddies and all that it's just definitely a good thing yeah so you know being able to to call on those resources and everything and you know i think it comes into as well like kind of the same thing with with touring and stuff like obviously you guys work with booking agents and stuff like that but if you know the right contacts it makes that side of the business so much easier for you as a band member yeah just wipe your hands and be like cool that's totally true to go and win (laughs) yeah no alex is the guitarist he's like sort of the other guy he does all the touring and business but i mean you know yeah we do have a booking agent but yeah it's, it's definitely inter- i don't know nearly as much so i don't want to like say the wrong things but um yeah no, you're fine. <laughs> it definitely uh definitely helps knowing people you know say that i mean yeah, like that's yeah, that's really the fucking main thing let's be real yeah yeah and it's important to have you know the right team around you because i'm sure you guys experienced it as you came through as well like certain people are going to promise you the world and they can't deliver the world Absolutely. Um, so, you know, <laughs> just figuring out who's really bought in, who just sees dollar signs, things yeah. like that. Um, and I think it's an interesting thing that, you know, you guys are maintaining the DIY side of it in the sense of, you know, no major labels or anything like that, because 
so for so long that was kind of the benchmark right like you're not a successful band if you're not signed yeah that's not true anymore yeah i mean it it was like many we've been doing this for way too long so it's like a lot of learning in that in those times at this point most of the things that you know a label will provide we, we just handle ourselves or or like outsource we'll hire like a you know a pr person or you know booking agent and that's essentially what a label's doing but they're also a bank you know what i mean they would give you here's x amount of money for your thing but, but you know i own it you you only get a little bit of the money and not until i'm paid back and so it's just kind of i mean you know there's a lot of stuff with labels that's like dark you know <laughs> and i think that yeah you know as we got older and sort of learned how to you know do most of that shit ourselves i'm not gonna say all of it because they really have tons of great connections and that's a big thing too but um you know over time we get there and um then we come out and we're like oh well we own all the rights to our music and we can do whatever we want with it so at this point it seems like the label it's like uh, that would have I'm glad we didn't do that, you know, (laughs) or couldn't or whatever. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's something that gets lost on a lot of people too, is like when the label's in control, they can license your song. Maybe not you guys for a car commercial, but you know, they can theoretically license your your song. (laughs) Try the new, the new Kia. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I don't know. Seeing seeing John Goblicon and the the Kia wouldn't be too bad, right? <laughs> be sweet. I think they'd be making a mistake not to hire him, honestly. But uh, yeah, we'll get there. I think uh, for sure, for sure. A red no, Kia with a green Goblin side. I mean, hey, yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. I hope someone um, from Kia is watching this. Yeah. I I do too. Maybe we'll both get free Kias after. <laughs> that. Free um, Kias. <laughs> yeah. We could sell them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I, I don't think people realize, you know, like when a label licenses your music, you're getting a much smaller cut than if you, you know, somebody approached you guys and was like, hey, we want right. to use this. We, you know, we've got this project. Cool. Well, this yeah. is my, my fee. There's like writer share publishing. Sometimes people will be like, oh, I want X of the writers. It's like, we well, didn't write it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're like, yeah, it's, it's a mess, dude. Licensing is confusing mess, but that's life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's part of the business. And it's like you said, it's kind of the dark part of the business. Because yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, it's a lot of hush. No label wants to openly say what they're charging anybody or, or anything totally. like that. And then you hear the horror stories later, you know, victory records is the easy target after all the shit they did with like a day to remember and Silverstein back in the day, like, yeah, cool. They're all just buying themselves more blow and whatever, you know? Right, right. And then the (laughs) label folds and it's like, uh, what's happened? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much about that, but yeah, it's like, okay, nah. Long story super short on it, it was basically like, obviously they were in their contracts. Multiple bands ended up having this issue. And Victory did all of their merch in-house. So they screen printed all their own shirts and stuff. They were lying about the numbers for that, so they weren't having to pay royalties and commissions. Oh, really? Like they were saying, oh, we're sold. They're saying they were paying for the shirts they were actually making or something like that. Yeah, stuff like that. And they they wouldn't fully divulge like how many units got sold and all that sort of shit, you know, had in their pocket, which is just rude. Right. Like, and it's one of those things that ideally it's not happening at other, especially major labels. 
but right. it puts that sour taste in everybody's mouth that like oh fuck like if yeah. i'm not watching my own ass who's going to protect me and i feel like there's a line there because if someone were to come up to us and be like we'll give you a million dollars we probably okay sure you know like yeah, yeah you could take x percent just give us a million dollars and we'll, we'll figure out the rest yeah. later but i mean yeah if they're if they're not going to come at you with any sort of lucrative anything it's like oh no thanks let's let's steer clear of that so yeah definitely especially now in like self-promotion is like a viable totally viable thing um yeah. which is yeah i guess interesting andy warhol 15 minutes of fame kind of shit but um it's, it's kind of cool it's a weird weird yeah. world yeah. yeah, no, and it's definitely definitely different than like when you and I grew up. You know, MySpace yeah. started to become a thing when we were in like middle school, high school, and then yeah, from there. But like social media didn't exist. Bands, if they weren't playing local shows or whatever, like you weren't getting your name out. Yeah, and now it's like up. you can record it in your mom's basement, put it up on you know YouTube, Spotify, whatever. And instantly be promoting yourself, and it's like, what the yeah, here? there's like the SoundCloud rappers that were huge a few years back, yeah. and it's like these are just some kids like making themselves millionaires by putting out emo rap or something. I'm like, what is even happening? But it's cool, man. It's, it's like the Wild West a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, let's say perfect world, you know, maybe not the million dollar record deal, but right. perfect world. If you were designing, uh, you know, your 2022 takeover tour, who would you want to go out with? Um, obviously, we're going to say world tour. So who, who are oh, you all in with? Oh, sorry. I got a little, little, little acid reflux. Um, I think... Uh, Getting old sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck. Um, wow. I don't even know, man. I, I mean, going to see System of Down on Saturday. That would be sweet. But I mean, just like totally unrealistic um i would have said children of bodum but you know r.i.p um alexi um i don't know there's so many I, honestly i think the best match for us we've been on lots of tours with lots of different kind of bands like fun punk funny metal uh serious metal deathcore you know whatever and right. usually I, I find it's a better match for us when it's kind of like a, maybe a different genre or uh but still works together you know yeah. uh I, I mean even like honestly like it's not every day you want to go see like eight metal bands in a row you know what i mean it's like ear fatigue it's yeah. kind of like I, i'm a believer in like the short and sweet you know keep them wanting more um and i think you know just like sweet cool bands who draw people it doesn't it doesn't have to be anyone specific i mean i'd love to open up for some ridiculous band someday you know like a famous giant yeah. band of some sort but uh if we were you know i i don't know like horse the band i don't know if they're still a thing <laughs> something like that you know what i mean like, yeah. yeah yeah no i follow you and I, honestly i like that answer obviously everybody always comes up with with different things but i like you know the the fact that always tries to fit in a box and you just said like i don't care as long as we're out having fun drawing yeah. people like who cares what fucking box we're in? Uh, like, bringing a bunch of weirdos together, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, I, man. I really think that's where the music industry is at right now. Is like, There's so much more diversity, not only within music and, and fan base, but like acceptance of like, okay, maybe I like Memphis Mayfire or you know Slipknot or whoever, but I can still appreciate 
this shit over here, you know, what Necrogoblin is yeah. doing. You see that a lot in the uh, Euro festivals. They'll, like, I think metal yeah. to them is more just like a rock, you know? They're not like, there's not the stigma there is here, like in Germany anyways. There's like, oh, here's fucking Dizzy Rascal over here, and and um, there's Necrogoblicon in that room. I'm like, okay, this is weird, but everyone's there having a good time, you know, and, and they're not questioning it. They're not like, oh, why is there metal or something, which might happen right. more here, you know? <laughs> No. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think, I mean, I don't know, like, terrestrial radio over there, but, like, terrestrial radio in the U.S., metal's never really had a spot, you know? And I no. think that plays a, a big factor in it is that the mainstream has kind of shunned metal for so long. Now it's like, cool, yeah. we're here, and people love us. Why aren't we getting that exposure? It's interesting, right? Yeah. Grunge sort of did away with metal on the radio. Huh? But uh, I think I heard like growling in one song on the radio ever. I think AFI, like Miss Murder or something. There was like a growling yeah. bridge. And I was like Live 105, the Bay Area, sort of like active rock or whatever you want to call it. It's like, fuck yeah, man. I'm here growling on the radio. Like, I think that was the one time that it was ever, you know, not like some college radio or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but also at the same time, I guess now with all the technology, right? Like every car has Bluetooth. Yeah. Virtually everyone has some sort of streaming platform. Like it's not necessary anymore. And I think yeah. that's why that exposure levels climbing for metal is because there's, I guess for lack of a better term on it, but. Sorry, you cut out just right when you said oh, the you're thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I said, you know, I think that's where the, why more eyes are on it now is there's so much more access to it, you know. Oh, totally. Streaming platforms. and Yeah, you didn't have a lot of choice back in the day, you know. It's like you can only hear what they play. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 That or, you know, the trust the guy at Sam Goody, FYE, whatever. Yeah. He's like, hey, this is sick. And it's like, is it? Oh, yeah. Are you going to yeah, They got down? like five <laughs> CDs you can sample or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, those those were the days, and you know, oh man, I got I found some good ones that way. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Well, and you mentioned pirating, you know, before. Like, I I may or may not have infected a couple computers in my lifetime with <laughs> LimeWire AIDS, right? And, yeah, you know, just, those early two thousands. Get that Kazaa virus going, you know? Like, Ooh. let me hear that fucking version of Summer Over the Rainbow that says it's by Steve Vai, but isn't you know those <laughs> like the wrong artists and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was always crazy. You'd pull something in, you're like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, totally. And like 64 kilobits per second MP3s and stuff yeah. like that, you know? And we're Ugh. just like, yeah, this is it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But we also had dial-up modem at the time, so... True. It was a necessary sacrifice. You'd be like right. downloading a whole song over like a week, you know, like a porno image, you know, it's like a little <laughs> bar, you know, come back in the morning, like hopefully the you know, mom didn't get on the phone or something. Yeah. Right. Right. And that was always the worst feeling too, is like find out that it corrupted at like 98%. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess the earnest come a long way since then for better and for worse. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's definitely kind of a cesspool depending on where you go now too, but oh, yeah. um, you know, necessary evil. Right. And I, I think, think so. I think I, I would like to believe I'll tell myself this, that there's more good in the internet than there is bad. <laughs> So far, I think so. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know, they're trying to trying to flip the script on that one, but you know, we'll see. Um, I think, uh, you know, 
all the uh i can't i'm blanking like super hard but you know like the freedom of fucking having it so they can't throttle your connection because yeah whatever that don't look uh, ass. that whole thing i'm super blanking god i'm not googling it whatever someone watching no. this will be yeah like, because anyway so. we we know what we mean <laughs> we know what we mean. you know what we mean the thing so uh yeah. you know we'll, we'll see i think you know anonymity is a thing that is going to go away in the future yeah there's way too much uh not that I don't love some good anonymity. I think we all do, but uh, like, just look at China, for example, all the social credit and stuff like that. And, you know, you can't use like half of the internet or play half the games. And um, it's kind of like, if we're going to be having fucking uprisings and shit all the time, they're going to just lock it down. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. So we'll have to see. You know? yeah. Uh-oh, I'm not hearing you. Give me a minute. It's like, ah! whip. Not quite. You're like a frozen, a frozen there dude right now. Okay. I hear you. Okay. Um, yeah. That fucking snowstorm. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. It's um, interfering. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say though, like, I, I think you're right. Like not to get like crazy political about it. But yeah. When you look at like China, North Korea, for God's sakes, like the internet doesn't really exist in North Korea. Like, Totally. It's not a thing, totally. um, you know, obviously third world countries and stuff. But I think what a lot of people don't understand to your point about, you know, the more uprisings we have, the more the government's going to step in and be like, hey, yeah, you want to keep yeah. arguing with us. Yeah, we're like going to take like away, parent, right? taking away your toy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's coming, man. That's coming. Come on. Let's be real. That's yeah. coming. <laughs> Yeah. Much faster than I think a lot of people realize, you know. Yeah, we're probably already fucking days, in it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So awesome, man. That's really about everything I've got for you. Uh, well, All one right. question I've been doing uh, in these is kind of uh, the fun, like, wrap-up question is what's a, like, a hot take or, like, a hill that you're willing to die on that people just do not agree with? I think it be... It can be super serious. It can be funny. Like the one I threw out to a group chat the other day was um, that strawberry jelly is better on toast than grape jelly, but grape jelly is better for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, interesting. I shit, man. That's it. I, I like hot sauce on pancakes. Um, uh, I like honest, hot sauce that's on different for me. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try it, man. Tapatio on some pancakes. It's like a savory, buttery, hot treat. That's great okay. for gum food. Um, well, I, I think fucking Instagram is bullshit. Um, I still have my account right now. I keep deleting it and then like, ah, I should be on this. And I go on, it's just like only ads and people posting shit. Like, look at me, look at me. I want the yeah. followers. It's like, you guys disgust me. But like, um, I think it's fucked. I know it's like, oh, but I need it for my promotion. It's like, okay, well, enjoy that. I'll just live a slightly less promoted life and not be driven right. insane by these fucking monsters you know but um yeah, no i don't know how much of it I, assume, yeah. I think that'll be popular opinion before too long people pull their heads out of their asses but um, you know hopefully yeah, this no, metaverse I, shit crashes and burns oh yeah i saw speaking of so we'll touch on the instagram part real quick uh i'm in the same boat as you like realistically i've only got it for this i post like yeah. two three times a week tops and it's yeah just, totally hey, here's a new podcast episode Hey, I updated this playlist and that's it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't post. Um, I used to post yeah. a lot, you know, and be like, 
And then I'm like, what am I doing? This is my life and I'm not even living it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the metaverse thing, I was telling somebody about that the other day and they were like trying to wrap their head around it. And I was, I brought up that some dude paid, it was like 450,000 real fucking dollars for virtual to real Snoop Dogg's neighbor uh, virtual reality fucking that's beautiful <laughs> man what the uh, i can't believe happening? it someone's got a little too much money i think uh but um yeah they tried it with like second life it was like sort of a prototype yeah, yeah you know i mean um yeah we'll see i just it's just like come on our world is fucking falling to pieces and you're trying to escape into the computer like get real well and, and that's the thing like the matrix movies aren't real or at least as far as we know yeah so, like <laughs> Diving deeper into the internet isn't going to fix the world around you. Like, no, your head out of it. Yeah, it's 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 not, dude. It's I know, I know what I I. There's a reason I'm not working at those companies. I have no fucking idea what to do. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. I think our solution would be either a like shut it down entirely, yeah. or b like cool. Everybody can be logged into their account for one hour a day maximum. Like, yeah impose some limits or something yeah. and like kids like i don't have kids but like fuck I would, it seems like i'd be like yo you're not playing with that you're going to fucking skateboard or rake some leaves or something you can do the ipad for like an hour you know <laughs> yeah. yeah i i just teased a friend of mine obviously you know we have the snowstorm that i was telling you about right and she posted a picture yesterday where she filled up like i don't know it's probably a four foot long tote right with snow so that her kids could play monster trucks in the house in the snow. And I'm like, when I was a kid, I had to go outside if I wanted to play in the fucking yeah, snow. Yeah, having fun in the snow in the house? What? Madness. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> we set up a sled on the stairs. Yeah, we didn't have snow where I grew up, but we did sled down the stairs in our condo building sometimes. So. <laughs> That's just because we were totally little fuckers, safe, right? though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally safe. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, that's everything I've got for you. So for the outro, um, you know, even though we just bashed social media, tell people where they can find you guys, kind of, you know, what to expect from you online. Um, and then obviously I'm going to share that and, and uh, hopefully there's going to be a pre-save link for the new album. I'm not sure if there is yet or not. Oh, pre-sale? Well, pre-save, like What's on that? the streaming. So... You may look into this. I don't know how to say I've never heard of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like Spotify, Apple, all the major streaming services, there's a pre-save option where they can, you can post this link and people can click it to save that album. So the day it comes out, it automatically drops into like their new releases and stuff. Oh, like sweet. Oh yeah. I bet you Alex is on that, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, pre-save. Okay. Um, Right, yeah. So, hey, yeah, totally. Find us on social media. You know, YouTube, Necrogoblicon, Instagram. I think it's Necrogoblicon official. Uh, you'll find it. Just start typing NEK, you dumb bastard. Um, check out Google, you know, type it on in. Um, yep. And cool. Yeah, hopefully you'll, uh, you know, find our pre-save link uh, if, the, if we have one. And uh, if not, just, you know, type it in. Fucker. God. Right. right. It's not that hard. It's coming <laughs> out on it's April Fool's. Hard. It's it's an easy day to remember to look for music. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, awesome, man. Cool. All right. Well, good times, uh, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, and um, I appreciate it, man. I'll see you uh, next time, I guess. And yeah, well, hopefully come. at a show. Uh, you know, when when the tour dates get. Oh, where are you at in the Midwest? Indiana. 
about an hour yeah, north yeah. of Indianapolis. So cool. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably make it out to Indianapolis or something. Yeah. It, if not Indy, it's usually Indy, Fort Wayne, or Chicago for me. So I'm yeah, sure we'll, one of those. We'll definitely be playing be Chicago. There. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. Worst case, I'll get up there, but I'll do. Uh, I do concert photography and shit too, so I can nice. come up, shoot the show for you, and all that. Sounds good, dude. All right. Awesome, man. Well, good luck with the awesome, rest of that fucking it. snowstorm and everything. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I have to go look and see if I can even get my car out of the garage. So. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Got to get digging. Super fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Godspeed. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. You too. Later. Later. And that was my conversation with Scorpion, Nikki. Um, Again, huge shout out, big thank you to him for taking the time to do this conversation. Um, and I really want you guys to check out this music. You know, the album drops on April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke. Um, it's really when the album's coming out. I've listened to it at least a dozen times already. Um, and I'm pretty stoked about it. And I think you guys will be too. Uh, regardless of kind of your musical preference, um, you know, if you like anything that's heavy, whether it's metal, rock, whatever, uh, there's more than likely at least one track on this album for you. Um, definitely jump over and make sure you like, subscribe, follow Necrogoblicon on all the different social medias. Um, keep your eyes peeled for a pre-save link for streaming I think that's something that they were definitely uh, looking into. If you're a fan of physical merch, hit their their link tree or uh, go to districtlines.com slash necrogoblicon. Um, up for pre-order right now is the CD version of the album, um, which also comes with a digital download. And they do still have a... Mint green and aqua blue galaxy vinyl uh, available for pre-order. It looks fucking sick. Um, you can also get the Fundamental of Slimes and Humors album poster, which has this really cool art on it that is a kind of an anatomy dissection of a goblin. Um, super dope. And obviously they have t-shirts and all sorts of other shit. So, you know, jump over, support them. Several different, um, you know, bundles and things like that. They have sold out of some of the vinyl already, like a yellow, green, and black splatter. Um, a bone, baby blue, and black splatter as well has been sold out. So basically what I'm saying is don't sleep on it if you're a fan of vinyl Jump over, make sure you grab a copy of it so that you've got it. Um, don't wait and try to find it later. So that's everything for this week, guys. Um, I think that there's a ton of cool shit coming out, especially in the metal community. And um, Necrogoblicon is, is on to something with some of the kind of growth that they're doing through this expansion of their music, and I think you guys are going to be excited about it. So, um, as for You Make the Scene, the new merch designs will be going up on, um, 
looking at the calendar, I am going to say March the 7th, we will have two new designs up. So be sure you head over to our shop and check those out. And then, uh, you know, as always, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, all the free shit um, to support the podcast. You know, it's a huge help, and I really appreciate it. And with that, that's the end of this episode. That's everything for this week, guys. Um, As always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.